Once again, Jesus is teaching through parables, stories, stories that he can use to help people understand faith, who he is, who the kingdom of God and where the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of heaven and earth meet as one. So today we hear the parable of the mustard seed. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all uh, seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. The parable of the yeast. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Matthew 13, 44 through 52 reads three parables. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and reburied. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. And when it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the goods in, into the baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, treasures new and old. Have you understood all of this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious heavenly God, who reigns and rules on high, open our hearts here on earth. Let us hear your voice in spite of mine today. May we grow just like the mustard seed. May we have the, the faith of the farmer, or the jeweler, or the fisherman. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I always found this very interesting. And like I said, there are many passages where Jesus talks about mustard seeds and how tiny they really are. In fact, in, in Matthew 17, 20, it says, he says about the mustard seed, you can move the mountain, you can have the faith of a mustard seed and say to the mountain, move from here to there and the mountain will move. Wow. 
Can you imagine that? Can you imagine having that amount of faith? You know, there are times in our lives where we probably wonder what God really is up to. We wonder if we're moving along the right way. And then, Eureka. Our eyes are opened. And we see. Oh, it might not always be very obvious. But we'll start with this. You see, there's prayer. We need to get to know God. And we can't get to know God, or each other for that matter, unless we take the time to build a relationship. Time so that our trust and our faith may grow. Some people have said to me that they have never seen a miracle. Have you ever seen a miracle? I've seen several. And and maybe it's because God had opened my eyes to see them. Maybe it's because I got in practice of looking for them as well. You see, there was a time in the formation and continued formation of my life, where I practice listing, listing where I see God moving. Listing where I see God moving. Have you ever seen God moving? Oh, I know that we never actually see God, but you can see the evidence of God. For I can see you. And I can see the trees with the leaves, and I can see the birds that sing. I can see a little fawn with all of its spots following behind its mother. I can see a newborn baby. And I can also hold the hand of someone as they're getting ready to pass on the glory. You see, these are all miracles, and it takes faith to understand the journey that we are on. And it is a journey. It starts from our birth. And so many times in our birth, in our, in our childhood, we grow closer to God. But I know that sometimes parents don't actually raise their children in the church. So how must they get to know who God is? I mean, when society teaches so many things that might not be true. For instance, here's one of these little societal truisms that just drives me right off the wall. Another angel got its wings because someone passed away. No, no, no. People are people and angels are angels and God created them both. And when a person passes, they don't become an angel. They're still a person. They're a human. Makes my teeth cut. You know that sound that you hear when you go with your fingernails or that scraping on a chalkboard? It's the same feeling I get in my mind when I hear that. Yeah, you know, 
It is what it is. But when you experience God in a way that you know it was God, life begins to change because, see, that communication, that witnessing, that understanding who God is makes you want to draw closer to God and follow Jesus. Have you ever felt that way where you wanted to do nothing but sit in the, in the midst of what God is doing in his glory? I have. I hope you have too. For when we hear about this mustard seed, it only took that tiny mustard seed to experience the glory of God. And then as time went on, as we, if you've ever made bread and you've ever, or a cake, and it's fallen, you know that it's lost its power of the yeast, right? The power of levity. Still might taste okay, but it's lost that fluffiness. And I remember different times as my mom was making bread that she was wondering if her yeast was still going to be good and everything would still rise until one of us kids would come through the kitchen and slam a door or something and went, and that was the end of that. I also know what it feels like when you see things growing or find things that you thought you had lost for a very long time. Now, some of us, get upset when we can't find the things that we've lost. And as you know, a month ago, my husband and I had just moved here, and I'm still discovering where things are. Oh, every once in a while, I'll get a surprise and go, you know, open up a, a box in the basement and go, oh, I've been looking for that. One happens to be a lid to a pan that I use very often. The funny thing is, is sometimes we lose things over and over and over again. Did you ever do that? Now, see, before I married my husband, my two sisters-in-law, at separate times, mind you, warned me that the Ballier boys lose things often. Glasses, phones, wallets, keys are always lost. And then we have to go and do a search party for those things. You ever do that yourself? Anybody identify with that? Yeah, see? I knew it. And eventually we find them and off we go, going down the road. But it always seems like it's when we're going somewhere when we can't find the stuff that we need or want the most. Well, this, this farmer... He dug up the field, and he found the treasure, and so he buried it again. Well, this treasure is actually Jesus. He found Jesus. And not only did he bury it again, but he got himself ready. He sold everything so he wasn't distracted anymore. So when he dug up his treasure again, he was ready. And he was ready to hold on to Jesus and not be distracted by life. You ever get distracted by life? Oh, Lord knows I do. 
You know, I plan on doing something one day and, and life takes an entire right turn or a left turn for that matter. Sometimes I can't even find which way we're going. But the Lord knows. Or it can be like finding something so precious, like the, the most grandest pearl ever. And so you sell everything else so you can hold on to that. Or, what's the last one? Come on, it's okay, you can answer. The last one is, is when they go fishing. Did you ever go fishing and have to throw some of the fish back? Because they're not big enough or they're too scrawny or it's not the right kind or whatever. And then sometimes you find one that's so big that you want to mount it or eat it right away. Looks good, right? Well, Jesus says that there will be a division. Those who believe in him is what he's really telling you. And those who don't. And those who don't have a different def destination than those who do. And he's hoping that we learn that the greatest treasure of all is him and we are to follow Jesus. Remember the song, I have decided to follow Jesus? No turning back, no turning back. Well, this goes right along with this. Right here. Right now. Sometimes in our lives, we, we get turned around. We forget what really is important. We get distracted, and it's easy to do because... Uh, we love people, our sons, our daughters, our sisters, our brothers, our mothers, our fathers, our friends. So today, I ask you this, where are you going? Have you seen the glory of God? Have you seen the things that seem to be hidden from our eyes. And then all of a sudden you see it, just like a where's Waldo or the, where's the kitty cat in the window. Or, and you go, there it is. Well, there's Jesus. Look for the glory of God. And all that you do takes practice. And then hang on to it and glorify God because you get to experience God in maybe a way that others would like to experience too, and you can share that with them. What an idea, huh? Sharing with somebody something God has done and giving the glory to God. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you today for all that you are. I thank you for today for sending Jesus to us who is more valuable than a pearl or any treasure. 
any grand meal. And all we need is the faith of the size of a mustard seed. And that faith can grow and grow if we just learn to follow. Help us follow, Lord. Help us find what seems to be hidden, but never, ever truly is. It's as plain as the nose on our faces. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.